Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Friday, the 17th of March, 2023. It's a massive weekend of racing coming up. Welcome to the Punters, mate. You are, of course, as usual, with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Sam, a very good afternoon to you. Happy Friday. And, gee, what a weekend of racing we've got to look forward to. Chris, oh, yeah, it's a, it's an absolute beauty, isn't it? And uh, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, even now we're starting to think, uh, you know, it's not that far away, is it, from... Uh, getting to the winter carnival and well, you know i'm be, i've been thinking about uh, may carnival at, at warnable and then well, that's next thing, the corner. all the good horses uh, are up here and ready to go in brisbane so uh no things are things are going full steam ahead and and great racing so which is uh which is terrific well if you go forward 3 months in 3 months time the stradbroke and the carnival will basically be run in one It'll yeah, all be over. That's so it. So we have a lot. It doesn't. It starts really late April. We get a few good races, and then we're into it full swing in May. Uh, so yeah, it's not far away. But we've got we've got a massive day, of course, at uh, Rose Hill tomorrow. Five Group Ones, including including the Golden Slipper, uh, the George Ryder, the Ranvet. I mean, the list goes on. That's just a great day of racing there. And of course, in Melbourne, we've got the All Star Mile. Of course, Sam. Yeah, All Star Mile. Um, what do you think of the field this year? Uh yeah, it's. I mean, it's not worth the, the money that that is um, that is being thrown up for that. You know, surely the what you know take take some money away from it and 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 pump the the Australian Cup and you know I mean traditional races that are, are uh, suffering because and it's yeah I, I just think uh, well that race Australia Cup has really been disappointing, hasn't it, in in recent years and uh, and I imagine it'll be the same. Uh, uh, this year and it's yeah, I, I think uh, it's all a bit of a G up, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> that eighty six thousand people voted for horses to run in this race, and then uh, you look at the social media around uh, the All Star Mile, it gets four retweets and ten likes. I mean, come on, who's taking the Mickey here? Because <laughs> I tell you what, I have been up all night uh, this week watching the Cheltenham Festival, Chris. I, they put a post up, it's time for the 2023 Cheltenham Festival. It gets 113 retweets, 12 quotes, 544 likes, and 50,000 views. I mean, that's numbers, right? That backs up something that is popular. Don't push out. Don't push out that the 86,000 people voted on horses to run in this race. And half of the horses not even going around in it. No. Uh, have you got a tip in it? Do you think Alligator Blood can win? Yeah, I think he'll win. He's yeah. such a great miler, isn't he? You know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, he's tough. So he suits the uh, Waterhouse Bot team, but it's uh, – yeah, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a pretty moderate field, isn't it? I would have thought. Yeah, they probably were expecting uh, a little bit better, but that's the racing landscape these days. All these good races tend to collide, don't they? And that's that's the world we're living in. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. 
But that's the the world we're living in. And the Australian Cup you spoke about earlier, looking at some replays of the past, you know, with Bone Crusher winning an Australian oh. Cup and At Talak winning an Australian Cup and and all that. And Dandy, oh, was it? Dan- yeah, Dandy. I don't know the Bone Crusher. Did did he win one? At Talak and Bone Crusher went to the line together in the Australian yeah. Cup. Which one won it? I can't uh, remember. Was yeah. it Bone Crusher? Anyway, and there was Dandy Andy upsetting Bone Crusher and. Uh, there was another horse that year. That's going back a long way. It's always been a great race, but yeah, it's uh, lost a bit of luster along the way, hasn't it? Yeah, it it has, and and uh, and it's such you know it was such a um, well, it was a tradition traditional top weekend. race through the through the autumn. It was a weekend, straight, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. It was, um, and and it's it's really um, it's really sad that it's it's lost its sip, and yeah, it'll it'll be a, as I say, it'll be a pretty moderate sort of race. Big week on the jockey's front, no more so than uh, J-Mac uh, getting off uh, his suspension and he's able to ride now tomorrow on a golden slipper day. You, had some, you had some thoughts it's on good. that during the week, Sammy? It's good, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's really good that that uh, I I made comment to, to Cam Lake during the week on SEN track, you know, it's... Um, uh, you, you know, uh, I went to a school function only a couple of weeks ago at, at Eagle Junction in Clayfield there and... Uh, uh, one of the dads asked me what I do. I said, I'm in horse racing. And he goes, ah, oh, they're all crooked. They're all rigged. And, and I, I was a little bit, um, offended mm. by it and a little bit taken back by it. But then when I see this behavior, I think, why wouldn't, why wouldn't people think that? I mean, there you go. James McDonald, who I think is an outstanding jockey and a fantastic bloke, but you know what? It's, it's, you do, you do the crime, right? You do the time, mm. but it seems because you're James McDonald, well, you don't do the time, do you? You get four days, right? Because they want you there. If you do it at band style, you get two weeks. And it's, you know, I mean, what? why wouldn't you look upon that? Oh, right, so because you're at the top of the tree, because you're at the top of the, your game, you, your interference is only a little bit dangerous. It's not as bad as, as uh, the careless riding that happened at Kilmore or Ballarat. You know, I mean, it's... I cannot, whatever way you look at it, it is not right. And look, I, I think that goes across a lot of different sports too, Sammy. We are talking earlier about, um, you know, AFL, NRL. We've had a few big name players get themselves into strife over the last few years. And if it had have been a lesser player, they'd be gone. Yeah. But they, they get chances because they're draw cards and the clubs need them and they're good players. Um, and now we've got J-Mac as a draw card. Is that the same situation? It's it's uh, gee, it, 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 there's a gazillion jockeys sitting on the bench waiting for opportunities, and yeah. and uh, and then that stuff goes on, and, and it just shows that it just shows you that when it suits them, right? They'll they'll make the rules up as they go along, you know. And it's 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 uh, yeah, it's it's just h- how do you have any faith or or um, trust in in what goes on when when that's that's you know they're just making it up as they go along. I'll, you know, we we need the big name there, so let's let's just as I say, it was only a little bit of interference, and uh, it, it wasn't that bad. Well, the stewards who are paid to do the job, they thought it was bad enough to give him this, and then he takes it to appeal and gets a cut down so he can be back for the big days. It's no penalty. It's no penalty at all. It has to set a a, a dangerous precedent, doesn't it? Really? Oh yeah, but they put out the they put out. Uh, that it wasn't, didn't they? Didn't they? No, I don't know. But I don't. Didn't they say? Well, that? I mean, next time a jockey has the same sort of charge, isn't he going to say, "Well, hang on a minute, this is what happened." But that, but that, then they say they say, "Oh, yeah, but we look at this. We look at every um, case on its merits. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah, individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. That's that's what they they pull that line. 
All right. On uh, the jockey front, uh, Damien Thornton has decided to join his sister and his brother up here in Queensland uh, as an early early trip up for the carnival to prepare him for the winter carnival, and he may stay on. So it'll be full of Thorntons up here uh, very shortly. That's great news for Damien coming up here and another one to escape the Melbourne, <laughs> dismal Melbourne weather, Sammy. Stacey Callow is going to join her dad on the Gold Coast. I don't know. You you might know Stacey, but we know her dad's a nutcase. Is, uh, is Stacey the same? Well, uh, King Calrow, he's just, uh, he's very lively, isn't he? And uh, he's a, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, there's never a dull moment with uh, Noel Callow. I, I don't know Stacey myself, but uh, we're going to have a chat to her on the Darling Download. So looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, it's tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. And I would think that, uh, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it'll be, she'll be a bit busier uh, coming up here and basing herself up here. You know, Adelaide Racing is, it's really struggling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think this is a good move for her at this, this uh, point of her career because uh, she's going to get more opportunities and it's, uh, yeah, she, she'll be riding a lot more and that'll further her career. Alrighty, uh, guests on the show today, Tony Gollan will be coming up very shortly. He's got some very strong contenders uh, at Doombin tomorrow, plus... A couple uh, going around interstate as well. And also Maddie Sears, of course. Maddie, the trainer. Maddie and uh, her dad, Tony, the trainers of Yellow Brick. Steady Ready. Now, Steady Ready makes his return in one of the jewel races tomorrow, Sammy. He's got the uh, the car park gate, unfortunately. He's going to have to burn rubber to get across early, but he is quick. So we'll talk to uh, Tony and we'll talk to Maddie a little later on. Racing in Queensland over the weekend. We race at Doombin, of course, tomorrow. We've got the two- and three-year-old jewel races, half a million dollar each, the gold jewel, the Gold Coast Stakes, and the Military Rose Plate. We also race on the Gold Coast on the poly track there. We race at Rockhampton in the north. We race at Toowoomba in the twilight zone, and we race on the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. A couple of uh, country meetings tomorrow. Esk, Mariba, Mount Isa, if the rain's cleared, and Bar called and just check because we can get some rain in those areas, so those meetings may not go ahead. Sammy, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy has mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to have a chat to Tony Gollan, who's got a very strong hand right around the country tomorrow, well, particularly in uh, Queensland and New South Wales. Tony, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, where do we find you, Brisbane or Sydney? You find me in Sydney at the moment, down here with Natuno and Zoo Style. All righty. Well, let's start with Natuno and Zoo Style. Natuno resumes in the, in the Derby Munro. Unfortunately, you've got the uh, visitor's gate. Yeah, it's a bit of a tale for the weekend for me, unfortunately. I've drawn some pretty ordinary gates around the place, but I'm not going to tear my tickets up just yet. Uh, I like this horse. I like the fact Ryan Maloney's back on board on him. He knows him really well, and I expect him to race a lot further forward than what you saw last preparation. All righty. So something each way there, Natuno, for the punters, maybe? I can't see why not. He's, he's very good fresh up. He did three jump out to a trial to be ready for this assignment, so he's very fit. He um his first up run last time he he run you know pretty 
unlucky second, I think you might call it, in the San Domenico. Yep. I think that would be the right sort of form for this race. So all, all the good three-year-old form, even though the spring didn't really go the way he wanted it, was still still good enough to be a part of this. I think he's well over the odds. All right. Now, Zustal goes around in the Galaxy. He was very good, I thought, in the Oakley Plate. It was only that last, you know, inside the last 100 metres that, that they got to him. Uh, he looks much better placed from a better gate uh, in the Galaxy tomorrow. Yeah, look, a better gate and probably a better track for him, you'd think, too. Sandown's, you know, it's, it's a big, long run in off the shoot. It's pretty hard, when you, especially the speed he was going at. He just was going a bit too quick, obviously, early, and he was vulnerable late. But I, I thought he ran the race for his life to hang on. He'd eaten, you know, under one and a half lengths, and at one stage he was four or five in front. So mm. if we can control that speed a bit more, there's always pressure in these sorts of races. You know, open plates, and then in the galaxies, they never run slow. But you'd imagine, you know, kicking off that corner at Rose Hill is a bit easier than that big long run in at Sandown. Yeah, and he's uh, well, well. Rose Hill is it sort of a track that does tend itself to to favour leaders or favour on pace runners. Ramwick doesn't. Sandown's probably tough as you mentioned, but Rose Hill's not a bad place to be if you're up on the speed. Yeah, totally. And, and look, he, he's a very fast horse. This, as we saw the other day, he always has been. There's good speed in this race, as you'd expect. Eleven hundred metres, you know, Group One handicap. They're going to roll along. But I, I can't see a reason why he wouldn't be able to cross the horses to his to his inside. Um, be up on speed and, and be strong to the line. Tony, good meeting at uh, Doombin tomorrow. And uh, the first race, of course, uh, we've got the running of uh, SEN Zone's Pat Welsh Class 3 we do. race too. And Tony's got a runner in that. Did, so I've... shout out to Pat. Uh, <laughs> hope he has a ripper day. Yeah. And, uh, and well done on a fantastic career. Now, Tony, in the first race, a punter's put the red light on. Put the red light on, should I say? Um, put on the red light, even. Put on the red light. Yeah, Shamrock Lou and Situation Room. Couple drawn a bit awkwardly in that. Are they going to go around? Yeah, they'll all run just for lack of options and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera for them. So they'll all run. I don't think you'll see a whole bunch of scratchings in this race. Actually, because none of these horses, you know, there's not that many options in the calendar for them. So. You'll see a big field here. Um, they're all going to sit in different parts of the field. My three, aren't they? Situation room's going to get going from a wide draw, be right up on pace. And he's really tough. That wide draw is tougher for him at the 1,000 than what it was at the 1,200 the other day. Uh, put on the red light. Well, she'll have to just park on the back of the speed somewhere. Lincoln's going to want her. She's certainly been racing a lot. They will help her. And if they do, you know, I expect to see her really improve off what we have seen, which is just she's just finding it hard to win, but racing well. And the other horse, at least probably the class horse out of all my runners and the biggest prize. He's just got that big weight and a bad alley, but he's got a, a very good rider in James Orman on board. Uh, race four is the Pat Welsh Class 3 plate over 1,200 metres, and you do saddle up Miss Tambo, uh, who I've got on top, but it's a very, very uh, difficult race. Uh, but she looks to map oh. okay, and she'll finish off okay, Tony. She maps well. Uh, very good horse jockey combination. She loves Doom in 1,200. I think she was, that was her best, best win for me. The other day there when Kyle Ryder, he knows her well. She's just, she's missed consistency. She never runs a bad race. But she's certainly a better horse at Doom than Eagle Farm. You're right, she maps beautifully. I'd love to win this race. I really get along well with Patty Wells. She's had an amazing career. I'd love to win a race named after him, him there tomorrow. It would give me a good thrill. So I'll, I'll certainly have all guns blazing with Miss Tambo. <laughs> He'll be glad to hear that. You won't be on track, but he will. He'll be running a muck, no doubt. <laughs> He will be for sure, and he deserves to it. He's had an amazing he career, hasn't he, in all, in all sorts of sports media. He's been un- unbelievable for not just our sport, for all the sports up there, you know, in, in, all around Australia, let alone us Queensland. We love him. He's, he's a great bloke. Definitely.
What about uh, Isotope? Uh, can she get back to winning form? Well, I found the right race for her, haven't I? You know, she's she's obviously the the weighted horse. I mean, we see these set weights races, etc. Yeah, week in week out, and normally, not not always, but normally the horse that gets in the best wins these. Now we've got a bit of a steadier with the barrier. I understand that, and she you know, hasn't been winning, but she's been in far better grades, and she's been away from home, so she's back to her favourite track, which is Dooman. Um, she's got Queensland you know, leading rider on board, and, and she's a bloody good horse. So I can't, I can't see why she couldn't couldn't kick off her preparation with a win in this race. Will she settle back basically last? Do you think, Tony? I don't think so. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Very definite on that. <laughs> okay. Will she settle in front? I can't see that happening. <laughs> All right. So we're looking for a position around midfield with cover, right? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. You don't know what I've got. You won't know what I've got in store for this one, but I can tell you one thing she won't be last. Okay. That's if good she to is, you'll be able to knock me over with a feather at Rosie or put it that way. <laughs> all right. Uh, then you've got all that pizzazz going around in uh, the two year old uh, Jewel. Uh, good winner first up at Eagle Farm. Goes to 1,200 metres. Now, I noticed after the race when you were interviewed, you said that she'd or he'd be better placed at 1,200 metres. Oh, better placed at 1,200 and better placed at, at Dooman. So. Yeah. Um, I'd rule out the whole summer form with him. He just wasn't the same sort of horse. He just wasn't totally right in the summer. He didn't come back as well off that winter prep and backing off him for this time of the year, particularly specifically for this race, um, is what we've done. And, and he's a whole different looking beast now. He looks well. He feels well. Um, he presents in very good order for this race tomorrow. I think he maps well. There's good. I wish Beast Mode had stayed in because it generates even more speed. Mm. But there's plenty of speed in this race. So... I mean, we can just map on the back of that speed somewhere second or even third pair. I think he's got an undeniably good chance in the race. And on to the last. Now, a bit of pressure here because I tipped this to Pat Welsh. I reckon this will run a race to party, gal. I reckon it's ready. It is, Sammy. We uh, scratched it last week as you were new from Eagle Farm. I just haven't got a good feel about her at Eagle Farm. Her racing pattern suggests she should like it, but she just loves this 1350 around Doom and I'd certainly love it if a big shower of rain comes for her, or even all that pizzazz he likes it as well. Last two races wouldn't hurt, but um, she loves his 1350. You always have your heart in your mouth with her a little bit because she's got to go through traffic and come with one run. We saw that first up, and she's never got any room till, till really late, but that run indicated to me that she's right where she needs to be. She's going to improve sharply up to the 1350, and she's got that nice light weight and a very informed jockey on board. All right, now, before we let you go, Tony, a couple of uh, questions on horses that aren't racing at the moment. Golden Boom, I won't get into this, but he could be soon unbeaten again, Golden Boom. When are we going to see him next? Yeah, I'm sure that'll drag out for, for 100 years now. Yep. things happen up home. But he, um, he's a bloody nice horse. He's back at the jump outs at the end of the month. Um, you'll see him run. I think he resumes in the, the Mick Dittman. It is. It's in. It's in April. Yep. On route to something like the the Gold, the old Gold Coast Guineas, which is now the Sunshine Coast, something like that. So there, that's the first part of his carnival puzzle, and we'll work our way through through the carnival with him. But he's come back a much bigger, stronger, better beast than what you saw last trip. All righty. Now I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but Bazik, where is Bazik? Yeah, she's in work. She's still jump out on the same day. Good. Um, she may even resume in the same. Race. I don't know. It's going to be a bit of a problem trying to separate all these three-year-olds. But she will jump out on the same day. Whether we give her two or three jump outs, I'll just be guided by how she comes up. But she looks beautiful. She's grown and developed. And we all can see that form around her from the winter. So we're going to give her plenty of time. Yeah. And um, she looks really well at home at the moment. Anything mapped out for her or just sort of take it as it comes at this stage? 
She'll probably resume in the McGibbon as well, that same sort of race. I'd love to get her back to Doomman. There's a bunch of these three-year-old options, and then there's also the opportunity if we're really happy with them to step them up out of their age group in the Phillies and Mares races for her as well. So I'll just be guided by how I feel she's come back and how her form is. We know the form around is good. Yep. I'd expect you'll see a bigger, stronger physique than what you saw last year as well. Can't wait to see her back on track. Tony, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Best of luck. In two states tomorrow, of course, you've got plenty of runners at Doom, but then you've got the two big chances there at Rose Hill. Hopefully, you can walk away with a Group 1. Yeah, thanks, guys. It should be a really good day's racing today. Not only not only down here in Sydney, but at home. It's the cutest day. But a big day, and obviously, we get to celebrate Jimmy Roberts and Paddy Welsh out there, two very good men. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see where Isotope settles in the run, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you too much there, Chris. You call me offline. <laughs> thanks, Tony. All the best. Cheers. See you, mate. Bye. Tony Gollan joining us there, as he always does, and uh, nobody knows any more about their horses as a trainer than Tony Gollan. He does a terrific job, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bezik, a horse that's been forgotten, B-E-Z-I-Q-U-E. Have a look out for Bezik when she resumes uh, in a month or so's time. Looking forward to seeing her. All righty, Sammy, anything you want to add to that before we go for a break? Uh, Not really. I I think... uh... He sounds very relaxed, Tony, doesn't he? I think he's looking forward to the weekend's racing. Yeah, very interesting with Isotope. Certainly don't expect... If Isotope's back last, then Jimmy Orman won't be riding at next start. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Time for a break. We'll go for that break and we'll come back and have a chat to Maddie Sears. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate on this Friday, the 17th of March, 2023. You are with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. And one of our favourite guests on both this show and the Darling Downlow, Sammy, of course, is Maddie Sears. Is yes, it not? Yes, definitely, and, most definitely. And I'm pleased to say that Maddie has joined us this afternoon to have a bit of a chat about some runners she's got over the weekend, particularly Steady Ready. Maddie, good afternoon to you. Going. going very well, thanks. So how about you? How do we find you on this lovely Friday? Nice warm day. Yeah, it's bloody hot. I'll tell you that much. It's warm. It was dreadful. We had a really low fog. You could hardly see anything, and it's just disgusting. I'm glad I wasn't at Ipswich Races today. Oh, I'll be steaming out there. <laughs> if it's 36 in Brisbane today, it would have got to uh, gee, close to 40, you would think, at, uh, at Ipswich. But, uh, yeah. Maddie, recently, uh, I see recently on your social media, you uh, were over at the Caracas Sales in New Zealand. How was that uh, whole experience and how many horses did you come away with? Yeah, that was um, like, it was just, it was phenomenal. Um, Mum and I did the stud tour, which um, thanks to yourself, you teed up for us to meet Andrew Birch and them from New Zealand Bloodstock. So I was really thankful for that. Um, And then dad and I, went back over for the sales um, with a couple of clients and we come home with six yearlings. Um, I bought myself, I went over there with a, a nice budget to buy myself a nice silly um, that I could potentially <clears throat> breed with down down the track and one bid border so by Almanzor, so I was pretty stoked about that. Um, and then five really nice colts, so it's very exciting. That's Gee, great. That is uh, that is uh, fantastic, isn't it? And it's uh, 
There's there's something about being at the sales and, and buying a horse on your own, isn't there? Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a buzz. Yeah, it was really exciting. Like, obviously, you know, we were under the watchful eye of Paul Moroney and Catherine Brueggemann. Um, and I told them, I said, you know, I want to find a filly. And it was between two fillies. And I said to them, I said, well, if you were going to buy one, which one would you rather buy? And they said, oh, well, the Almanzor. It was, uh, the other one I was looking at was a Rubik. Um, and she come in the ring, and I was more—I was nervous. I'm, I couldn't believe how nervous I got. Like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if I get the horse or not. And yeah, the bid was a ten thousand bid, and I bought it. So it, it cost me about fourteen thousand landed. How good is that? Um, and a third down, a huge Queensland family like Encryption, Kenny Ladd, Kenny Lass, Bivouac. You know, it's a massive family. So yeah, it's really exciting. I'm super excited. She's at the breakers now. You sound as though you were speaking from experience too then, Sam, about buying a horse on your own. Have you done that? I have, Chris. Oh, because yeah, I haven't. I have. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, look, uh, mine took forever to win a 2,000-meter maiden at uh, Warrnambool, which, was, uh, which I say? rode. So I owned it, I trained it, and I rode it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it holds pride of place uh, in uh, under the house, actually. Nicole likes it sitting under the house, that picture of Intacto. Shout out to Intacto. He was a horrible horse. Little one-paced, too, by the sound of it. Yeah, he was very one-paced. I, I sold him, that, so I rode him. Uh, on the Thursday, and that uh, on the Friday night, I rode for Eric Musgrove at Mooney Valley in a three thousand meter race. I reckon I rode Bellow Senor for him, and he said, uh, and he was the underbidder on it. And I, he said, uh, I see you won with your horse, and I said, Yeah. I said he make a good jumper, and he goes, How much do you want for it? And so I threw the number out, and he goes, Okay, done. And then I, so then I got on his horse, and then I'm going, why didn't I double it? Why didn't yeah. I double it? I went in too cheap. Hindsight, hey? I went in too cheap. So how did it go over the jumps? I think it took a year and a half for it to win a steeplechase yeah, at yeah. Morpherville. And, uh, yeah, so – and a beautifully bred horse, but his uh, – the the attitude was a big problem with uh, old Intacto. We've got a bit off track, but, but it is very exciting. <laughs> and uh, further to that, I'm going to say, Maddie – uh, how much? How much are these horses that uh, you and your dad have purchased? Uh, are they open to to people coming forward and getting involved? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's only there's fifteen percent left in the Swain East horse, which is um, we've got in in mind as being like a old, like a really really nice Derby horse um, out of a Lonro mare, and then um, a Bellato Colt. There's ten percent left in him. Um, and we're looking at taking him back over to the Caracca Millions. And Paul said, Paul Moroni, he said there wasn't a horse in the sale that had didn't have a better body than, than him. So, yeah, there's the two that have the shares available. Um, and, yeah, so if there's anyone that's interested, it's, there's only a little bit left, but more than happy to, uh, to discuss further if they want to be part of the team. You know, our results speak for themselves at the moment. The team's yeah. flying. And how do they get in contact? Website? Yeah, just website through Facebook, um, yeah, through our uh, Racing or through the Instagram. I run all the socials. Um, and, yeah, there's yeah lots of avenues you can contact us through, and most of them will lead to my phone number. Tony's very active oh, with his oh, Instagram account. I was, I was going to say, that surprises me. I thought your dad had run all the socials for sure. <laughs> Not... <laughs> no, no, just, uh, that's does he know what? Does he know what Instagram is? 
No, he's not up with Instagram and he, he struggles with Facebook and don't even get him started on Snapchat. <laughs> That's a whole other level. <laughs> now, Maddie. What's that? What's that? Yeah, that's, that's hard enough. Uh, Maddie, Yellow Brick. Where is Yellow Brick at? Um, so he's actually having his first gallop back um, in the morning. So he'll head to what was the Gold Coast Guineas, but obviously now it's run at the Sunshine Coast. Um, so he'll go to the Gold Coast Guineas, the Fred Best, then into the Stradbroke, all going to plan. So he looks phenomenal, the horse. He put on about 35 kilos um, in the month off that he had. And, yeah, we couldn't be, could not be any more happier with how the horse is. He's, yeah, he honestly, like, he looks like an even different horse again. He's just filled out and he's just a big, big horse now. Wow, we can't wait to see him in the uh, in the winter. Uh, of course, the King of the Mountain winner. Now, runners tomorrow at Doombin. You start off in race number three with Red Wave, who was an eye-catcher first up. Yeah, that was the, anyone that missed his run. I think yeah, you sort of must be with your eyes closed. Yep. Um, we were really confident that day, and then the barriers come out, and I thought, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so to see him draw well, look, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. You have got Bottega in the race, but that horse got all the shortcuts. He went up the fence. Um, whereas Red Wave, he had to get a coffee on the way round down the outside. Um, and I think, you know, we've got him primed for this race. I was actually setting him for this race, um, being the shooter's double prize money, and I think he'll, he will be very hard to beat. His work's been enormous. Uh, race number seven, you have got number five, top fun for Angela Jones. Yeah, he's, um, he's a... Also a nice horse. You know, he's been pretty unlucky his last couple of starts. He actually, um, I think he probably would have would have nearly won that race last start if it wasn't for our other horse in the race that got a fright um, with some interference and top fun sort of caught the backlash of that. Um, you know, I think he's going to really like, love the 1,200. And, yeah, I think, you know, I won't be disappointed or surprised um, if he. Yeah, not in that first four. Like, obviously, it's a tough race, but I think there's a lot of horses in there that are untried over the 1,200. Um, it's a bit of a tricky race to try and map out, but, you know, I think you need race experience and you need a, you're need going to need to be able to run out that 1,200 to sort of see yourself in that final final finish. Now, you've got two in the jewel, the uh, race number eight, which is the, uh, the three-year-old jewel. Now... I'll start with Steady Ready. Gee, if uh, you come up with a really ordinary barrier there. Yeah, I know. Normally he draws barrier one or two. He's, he's they've really handed in the stiff end of the stick this week. Um, yeah, look, he's really well. He wasn't quite right, um, you know, when he raced at the sunny coast. Uh, just something, you know, wasn't amiss with him. So we put him out. He had a week down at Universal, but he's come back really well. Um, bit of a tricky gate, but, you know, the horse has got speed to burn, so we'll just press forward and I think he'll be leading if not sitting outside she's got the boom um and I think you know being Doombin will be a little bit nicer on him um rather than Eagle Farm and I think you know it'll take a pretty nice horse to beat him I think you know your biggest competition is probably that all that pizzazz um and I think you'll see the two of them fighting out the finish and even now is your other runner in the race yeah she obviously was you know run a good race in it last year and um she's been a bit unlucky with barriers and having to go right back and things like that so we're just hoping for a little bit of luck with her but her work um leading into this race has been phenomenal probably the best it's ever been um i think she's the real underdog of the race uh she sort of always seems to be at 
be a big odds, but if you actually go through her runs, um, she's never, ever had any luck. Um, and she's always seems to be doing her best work late. So I think she'll be probably a bit of a sneaky one if someone wants to each way at some odds, because I'd say she will be pretty good odds. So there's a little sneaky one there, I reckon. Good. Uh, race nine, number 13, Deep Seaver. Yeah, she's one that we've recently um, acquired since Flying Start Syndicate um, and, like, we couldn't falter at all. Her work has just been 10 out of 10. She beat Bar None in a, in a trial um, a couple of weeks ago and everyone's seen what he come out and come out and did after having eight months off. He was beating a whisker on a Saturday. So I think it's a good, good sort of gauge as to where she's at. Um, like, she's a fast front-running mare. And I think with the gear change that we've we've done with her, I think it'll be really beneficial. And it wouldn't surprise me if she come out and run a really big race because she does love Eagle Farm and she does go well first up. Bar none. Do you reckon he can't run a race at big odds first up? He won first up at massive odds last prep and he nearly did it again, Maddie. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Jeez, that would have been a, would have been a big day if that got off. But yeah, no, he was he had um an issue happened with his eye and he ended up having four eye surgeries. That's why he was out for out for so long. But yeah, I think he's in again on he's in again this coming Saturday and I reckon you'll probably do the same thing again. He, the horse is absolutely flying. All right, well we'll put him in the uh, the black book for next Saturday. Maddie, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always great to catch up. Best of luck tomorrow, best of luck going forward and we'll be speaking to you I have no doubt in the next uh, month or so regarding yellow brick. Yeah, hopefully sounds good. Thanks for your time, guys. No, thank you for your time. Thanks, Maddie. Maddie Sears joining us there. Sammy, uh, as I said, she's a favourite of us here at SEN Track on the Darling Downlow and the punters, mate. Always very generous with her time. Yeah, she's a star, and uh, you know it's it's good, isn't it? When you've got a dad that's a bit old school, it's a bit uh, yeah, you just take over. That's it. Like you, that's it. She can, you know, she Tony's uh, obviously. Uh, he he just lets Maddie go with all that social media side of things, and, and you know what? You? It is so it's such an important uh, it's an important way of life now. We're in business, isn't it? You know, it like it's um. Do you know? Uh, I wish there was no such thing. Well, I know, but it'll never go back to that. Oh so, no, no, so it's just it's uh, it's um it it is um yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, remember remember writing letters. You know, remember that? Remember writing letters? I was watching something on the news the other night. Remember, about... remember Christmas time? You got oh, Christmas yeah. cards? You wrote oh, Christmas yeah. now cards? Now you Christmas email. Just doesn't happen now, does it? I was watching something on the news the other night about uh, Australia Post looking at uh, reducing <laughs> services and they're not going too well. Although the first thing you would do is cut mail deliveries to homes to about two days a week, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's sending letters anymore. Do you need five days a week delivery? <laughs> no. It just seems ridiculous to me. Two days a week would be more than enough. Everything comes via emails or whatever. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with racing. <laughs> I tell you, someone who has got plenty to do with racing, and that's uh, Gibbo, Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au, and he's about to join us. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Sammy, it'd be pretty warm on the Gold Coast today. Yeah, well... Let, let's go to the mayor of the Gold Coast. Yep. I tell you what, he's he's made the headlines. The the mayor in uh, last week. I, I saw uh, what, what Blair Gibson. No, the the uh, well Blair Gibson's that he's the up and coming mayor because this rooster. <laughs> I think this rooster's going to get punted soon. He's, Is that Tom Tate? Isn't it? Yeah, he's he's up, he's up to no good. The bugger. 
No, is that him or someone else? <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you watch you watch his story on the show the other night. He, the, you know, buying properties on the under on the side and uh, oh. got it got it on the cheap, and yeah, it was. Was it, uh, see, I'm living on. I'm living under a rock here. It was a good I'm old school. It was on. a good old school deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky to know what's going around on a Saturday. <laughs> you know plenty about what's going around on a Saturday, and tomorrow, on the poly track at the Gold Coast, where there has been some amazingly large margins of recent weeks, uh, some 13 length winners, some 10 length winners. We've got another meeting there. Gibbo, are you keen on anything? Um, it's still interested in, in working out a bit. We haven't really had – we got tipped it the other week, but we didn't get any rain. They keep telling me that the hotter it is sort of sort of holds together more. Or it's so, so that's, I think, why you might get the margins and the leaders winning. And sort of the what a few are saying is when it rains, it'll probably even it up more and might allow them to come from the back. So I'm waiting for a day of rain just to, just to test that theory out. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen this week. Uh, Thirty-four <laughs> or something, I think they're saying. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Bagore double. I think it's a bonus to be trained on this track. I think they're probably getting used to it. These horses, and I'm going to go race two, number four, Expresso Love. Um, it's only a small field, I know, but I think they might come for the top weight. Jack Bruce's horse with the stable in form, but um, Expresso Love got a, a peach of a ride. I think that's how you got to ride this track last start. Was just in behind the leaders and coming to the corner, just peeled to the outside, went for home, got run down by a better horse. But it was a good ride, a, a good effort. Third up here, fitter. Calais should just do the same thing on it. So I, I think uh, it can kick the day off race two, number four. Yep. And then we'll go race four, number eight, Swanick Boom. Went like a mule last start at Toowoomba, but you know what that track's like. You handle it or you don't. Just happy to forgive that. She does mix the form, but her, her best is better than these. This is this is a, a pretty ordinary race, to be honest. So Spinks um, rides his track well, too. He, he's the one that rode that last horse I mentioned last time. I, I think he can do similar here. It's got enough speed to be in the first two pairs. And in the end, I just think it's a better horse than him. So I think if she brings the best, she'll beat them. Uh, Swanick Boom in race four. So race two, number four, Espresso Love, and race four, number eight, Swanick Boom. And uh, Gibbo, Stacey Callow's made the move to the Gold Coast. She has. Um, Double she trouble? Has, and I, the I, princess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reckon she'll, um, yeah, I reckon she'll go, I reckon she'll go good. It's, it's, it's a really good time of year to sort of, the next couple of months, I think we've talked about it before a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, Bailey Wheeler's knocking up. Yep. Riding winners when you got that. You got that three kilo claim, it's a good time to get in some of these lower race meetings and, and get a bit of a name for yourself and then get a chance in town if it comes up. But I mean I've followed her closely enough, not as not as probably as close as I should have been interstate, but um she rides good. She's got yeah. a pretty good pretty good pretty good teacher. Um yep. so yeah, it's, it's it'll be exciting to get it. There's a there's a nice spot for someone like her if she can kick a few goals early. I yep. think she'll fly. She's, uh, you know, she's got good talent. She's, well, she's proven in Adelaide. She's got really good talent, and she puts them in a good spot. She's with the claim. She'll, she'll kill them. She'll kill them. She'll, it's yeah. a really, really good move, I reckon. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, a perfect move. And someone, I think, said, said the other day, she's ridden over forty winners. So, I mean, that's a real good start from where, where you know, where she was down there. She was prepared to go everywhere, and do not be surprised if she has a, a really big month and all of a sudden gets a heap of momentum. 
All righty. Now we've got the big meeting at Doombin, of course. Jewel meeting tomorrow. Gee, it's a tough one on paper, Givo. What have you come up with there? Yeah, I've sort of gone looking for for value if I, if I can here. And I know it's early in the day, a couple of these tips, but I just think 34, 35 degrees Doombin, it has to dry out. Um, I think it'll be playing a little bit to the front, probably more so late in the day. I'd like these races to be later in the day, but... I'll say one bit of value can be race one, number three, Zuma, California. I'm a little dirty, the, the favourite come out, Headwall from Sydney and 25-cent deductions, but uh, I was happy to take it on from the gate. But uh, anyway, still $10 about Zuma, California. CJ Graham takes three kilos off. Just got a touch of class on a lot of these, and the recent troll at Toowoomba was good. Just sort of sat behind him, only got out the last 150 and like, put him away under, under very little riding. So we know how good he is. Obviously, hold on, honey, the favourite will get a perfect run, shoot for home, be the one they've got to run down. But, um, yeah, Zuma California at $10 and $3 creates a bit of interest for me to start the day. Yeah. Any others? And then race three, not, not the type of horse I'd usually back, um, no going back, number six. Bottega <laughs> um, and Red Wave are clearly the best horses in the race, and they've got a real class edge, but they're going to get back, especially Red Wave will get a long way back. And as I said, if this track's drying out, there's, Little to no tempo in this race. No going back. We'll go forward. 51 kilos after the claim and about to peak fitness-wise. I just have to have something on. Where you're shopping is a couple of places I think are still double figure. So, you know, you're getting $10 and $3 about it. And it'll be in front. It'll give a kick. And at least you're going to get a really good side. I, I think you can sneak away with this with the 51 kilos. For what it's worth, I agree with you. So I hope you're right there. So we've gone Gold Coast Race 2, number 4, Espresso Love, and 4, number 8, Swanick Boom. And at Doombin tomorrow, Race 1, number 3, Zuma, California. Race 3, number 6, No Going Back. And the Two Flogs podcast, just quickly, uh, where do we go? We go to Spotify and we go Apple. Is that right? Yeah, Spotify and Apple. Yeah, we had a little issue with the um, footy the footy show this week on Apple. So maybe Spotify if you can, but the other show will be there on, on um, Apple. But yeah, we'll plug it this week. We did an interview with Carl Webb, who's ex-Queensland Origin superstar, and he's now battling um, MND. Yep. And uh, probably been the favourite show I've done so far. Just a, a good human going through a really tough time and, and spoke openly to uh, to Quinny, our mate, who's, who's one of his best mates. So... Really good interview if you're a rugby league supporter, um, and otherwise you'd probably still like it anyway. The yeah. Carl Webb interview. Yeah, that's that's um, yeah, that's a real, that's a sad one. We wish Carl all the best, and yeah, if you're not even into rugby, it's well worth having a listen to. That's for sure. Gibbo, thanks so yeah. much. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the weather. Enjoy the racing, and I hope you're back plenty of winners. Thank you, everyone. You too, fellas. Cheers. Thanks, Gibbo. Blair Gibson joining us there as he does each and every week. Uh, Sammy now. I'm going to ask you for your best bet over the weekend. You're going to tell me to party gal. Aren't you? I am. I am going to tell you to party gal. Um, just need luck. It's always a worry when I heard the trainer, Tony Golan, say, we're going to be back and we're going to need a bit of luck. But do you know what? At least he said it was going to go back. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes we, uh, <laughs> sometimes we, you get the luck. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think uh, I'm hearing that Mooney Valley is going to start early. Because of the weather? Yeah. I think it's going to start early tomorrow, so be mindful of that, punters. And, uh, yeah, I, the party gal is me at Doombin. Toowoomba, race five, number three, Union Spirit. And, uh, do you know what? Mm-hmm. Got one at Darwin. Race six, number one, Bow Flyer. This will win for Tommy Logan. Bow Flyer. All right, I'm going to go with Doombin, race one, number six, Hold On Honey. 
Um, and I think in the two-year-old duel, number four, Rupert's house could be hard to beat. He maps beautifully. He just needs to jump. Didn't do that on debut. So if he jumps, he's got a big chance. Uh, I, you know you know what I think is the best bet of the day, Sammy? What is it? Uncommon James in the Galaxy. Yeah, he's a good horse, isn't he? I think he's a good thing. He's a good horse. I think he just camps behind those three leaders. Eduardo, Zoo style, and there's another one there that I can't think of the name of at the moment, Philly. There's three of them that go forward, and he's just going to park behind them. And Wusho in the straight. Wooshka, as David Fowler would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's a, he's a good horse, and, uh, yeah, I think he's only going to get better with in time. You know, he's, uh, he's just a good talent. Now, my friend, the Phantom, I don't know if we got this to air last week, but he did tip Steel City to win at Rose Hill. In okay. Gear, so he's off to a flyer. Now he's tipping economics, race five, number five, at uh, at Rose Hill as his bet tomorrow. So we'll see how the phantom goes. He might just be a one-week wonder, or he might be uh, a two-week wonder. Who knows? But we'll find out. So that's what he's going with. How much time we got left, Maddie? One minute. Anything else you want to cover? Pounding. Oh, I like, hang on. I'll I like, do it. Go on. I like, oh, no, you go first. I like pounding in the, uh, the All-Star Mile. You did that last time? Yeah. It ran second. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to uh, uh, the connections of Alan Kerr. I hope this horse runs well first up in the All Star Mile. Yeah, he looks. He's got a good, good. Uh, good that might form. be run at lunchtime. The All Star Mile could be. Could uh, be. Now I didn't mention, but Aquas, uh, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, and home to Group One sprinting sensation Purata. Don't forget that, Sammy. Aquas, good friends of the show. Uh, I had one before we go at. Uh, at Mooney Valley. Is it the Valley or Mooney Valley these days? Yeah, it does, cares? It doesn't really matter, does it? Race nine, number 10, CR7. Impressive winning a maiden at Ararat and then went really well at Sandown last time out. Alistair Clark, 2,040 metres, can run a race each way at odds. Right. CR7, not um, RP7. Any... Any market lead will be a positive there. They like a bet, the F- Mitchell Freeman stable. All right. Well, we're looking for some market movement there. All righty, that's it for this week on The Punters, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. Hopefully plenty of winners.